after I was here a while, I came to the realization of how much time and energy I was putting into um, living in, in our home and, and maintaining our home. Uh, you know, for example, well, I've got to do this project, whatever it is, but before I do that, I've got to do this, and I've got to get this supply, and whatever it is, we've all been there. And little did I recognize how much mental energy that was consuming. This is a show where we'll explore what it means to retire with purpose, to make a difference, to invest in your family, your community, to live to your full potential and explore abundant opportunities to live with purpose and community. From Garden Spot Communities in New Holland, Pennsylvania, welcome to Purpose in Retirement. Hello, I'm Scott Miller, the Chief Marketing Officer at Garden Spot Communities. And I'm Juanita Fox, the storyteller. In this season of Purpose in Retirement, we're going to talk with six people who live at the Gardens by Village Retirement Community. And these are residents who are serving their community in very unique and different ways, even in the midst of a global pandemic. So while you will hear us talking about Garden Spot and the people that we talk with are going to reference the community specifically, our hope is that this series of stories will help you in your journey as you find ways to live with purpose and community wherever you may choose to live. Also, with each episode, we will include a downloadable PDF where you will find the main points of our discussion. To inspire you to connect with your community, we will offer short, inspirational stories about some of the nonprofit organizations Garden Spot partners with and suggest ways you can connect more deeply with your community. At the end of each episode, we'll tell you how you can enter a drawing to win a hot air balloon ride for two in the Garden Spot Village hot air balloon. You know, Scott, it goes without saying that 2020 is not the year we expected. The coronavirus turned our lives upside down in so many ways. But at Garden Spot, although life looks different, it never stopped. People continue to volunteer, serve, connect with their neighbors, learn, grow, and live with purpose. You know, that's right. I've been inspired by the ways the community has embraced the opportunities and the challenges presented and, you know, sort of pulled together in meaningful ways. The stories that we're going to share this season will highlight, you know, the challenges and explore how people embrace the opportunities to live with purpose and community despite a global pandemic. If you've listened to our previous podcast, Retire with Purpose, you already know that we love to break stereotypes. Today, we're breaking another stereotype. We're talking with Don Aldridge, who lives in retiring community, but who isn't a typical retiree. In fact, he's working on an encore career as a high school math teacher. Could he possibly find a more challenging career? Like, I'm not sure, but I do know that he loves it. He sure does. And one of the reasons he was willing to take on the challenge was because he had the mental space to do it. As you heard in the opening, moving to a retirement community gave Don time, but it also gave him the mental space to try new things. Don is also involved extensively in the greater New Holland community. He's a great example of how to live purposefully in retirement and take advantage of opportunities to grow and learn and serve the community around you, creating a legacy that impacts the next generation. And Don serves on the community's board of directors. And in his comments, you'll hear more about how that impacts his perspective. You know, someone once mentioned to me that the leadership of a retirement community affects the culture. So if you're interested in moving to retirement community, I'd encourage you to learn about the leadership team. You know, how do they treat people? Are employees happy? Can you walk in and talk to the CEO or is the CEO off limits? Do residents have inputs or things, you know, just the way they are? Um, do yourself a favor and, uh, and check out what's going on with the leadership. 
Garden Spot Communities is pleased to partner with Swipe Out Hunger. Swipe Out Hunger partners with students on college campuses nationwide to end student hunger. In 2017, Garden Spot Village became the first retirement community to offer a Swipe Out Hunger initiative. Through this partnership, Garden Spot residents and team members have donated funds to provide more than 6,500 meals to individuals and families in New Holland, Pennsylvania. To learn more about this amazing organization, click the link in the podcast description or visit www.swipehunger.org. Don, thanks for joining us here today. You know, a year ago, I heard kind of through the grapevine that that you were starting on a brand new adventure, that you were going to be a high school math teacher. It's like, how did that come about? (laughs) Yes, it was a brand new adventure. Uh, I'm an engineer by training, and that was my career, both technical and managerial kind of things. Uh, But... uh, Shortly after we came here to Garden Spot Village, I uh, fulfilled one of my uh, plans of uh, volunteering both here in the community and outside in the community around us uh, by connecting with CrossNet Ministries uh, and through them got involved with tutoring at the uh, middle school and high school here at, uh, at Garden Spot. And uh, did that for a couple of years. Obviously, that generated some challenges of uh, things that I hadn't thought about for years and all that sort of thing. Anyways, our grandson uh, was taking uh, Algebra One and uh, struggling a little bit. So they asked me if I would be willing to tutor him. And I thought, wow, that's a great opportunity to meet once a week with with my grandson, our grandson, uh, and just enjoyed it. Little did I know that people were watching. He did very well, not because of my tutoring, but uh, that's just the way it happened. Last August or so, I uh, received an email from Anchor Christian Academy, a uh, a relatively new uh, Christian school that serves uh, 7th through 12th graders uh, here in the Lancaster area. And they asked, would you consider being a high school math teacher? And my first thought was, no way, I've never done anything (laughs) like that. (laughs) But but the more I thought about it, the more I prayed about it uh, and talked with them about it, I agreed to meet with them. Uh, I recognized that God had opened up a door for me to impact young people uh, through math, but much more broadly than than math. So I kind of took a big gulp and said, okay, I'll uh, take this on. So last year, I had the opportunity to teach uh, Algebra 2, and uh, that really was, uh, was a great experience for me. The students did very well. Now, it was not without challenges with a number of ways, and obviously it was a stretch for me because I was doing things that I hadn't thought about for 50 years and that sort of thing. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, it it worked well, and so they asked me this year to say, well, would you teach two classes, Algebra 2 and Pre-Calculus? So that's where I am right now. 
So you're a first-year teacher, right? And mid, the school year was going well. You had kind of mastered what it was like to stay ahead of your students and be able to teach them the next, the next class. And then March 2020 happened, and schools everywhere were shut down um, indefinitely. Uh, what did that transition look like at Anchor Christian Academy? Well, first of all, just a correction, I'd never say I mastered what I was doing. <laughs> we won't let them listen to this. <laughs> but yes, uh, when, when the governor ordered schools to shut down on Friday the 13th, uh, we teachers got together remotely on that Saturday and said, okay, what are we going to do? Developed a plan, and that Monday, literally, uh, we were teaching remotely and uh, did it for the rest of the semester. And yes, that generated all kinds of challenges, but it worked, frankly, uh, very well. I understand why a lot of schools uh, struggled, but uh, I literally uh, taught one of the first classes on Monday morning remotely and uh, learned a lot in the process. And throughout the uh, ensuing uh, weeks and months, uh, learn better how to do this remote uh, teaching. Uh, but it, uh, it worked well, and, uh, and things, uh, you know, we succeeded in, in accomplishing what we were about. <clears throat> well, so then, how does, now what does it look like now that you're back in school again um, at this time of year? Well, like all schools, Anchor Christian Academy went through all kinds of of decision-making processes this summer around, okay, what are we going to do with this reality? They put together a team of parents uh, and extra additional people as well. Most of the parents are medically related people, and they, together with the school administration, have developed a multi-phase plan of what are we going to do on uh, August 20th. We uh, opened school actually meeting with the students. The campus is a well campus in the sense that everybody has to be screened and all of that sort of thing, and, and nobody, students or faculty or staff, are, are to come if there's any question about their health. And so we are meeting uh, with the students um, in person, uh, but uh, because of the requirements of, uh, of their not coming, if there's any question, uh, we are, have the capability and do uh, live stream most of our uh, classes uh, for those who, who are not there. So that's generated some interesting uh, opportunities for learning as, as well, uh, but that is uh, where, we're, where we are right now. One of the things that's unique to nonprofits um, is that stakeholders are often involved in the board of directors. Um, you serve on the Garden Spot Board of Directors, as well as on the Finance Committee. So you have a really unique perspective on the executive leadership team here. Could you just give us a little bit of perspective on, on what that team is like? I am very, very much impressed with the individuals and the processes that uh, the leadership team uses. Um, they are uh, very, as individuals, they all bring a great deal of experience uh, in their particular fields and that sort of thing. And they all are very much interested in the well-being of this as an organization as well as those of us who are involved either as employees or, or residents. And uh, 
that uh, is obvious in the, the conversation that goes on, in the decisions and that sort of thing. The other thing that is very impressive is that the board recognizes that, uh, that we are not responsible for running this place, uh, but for giving guidance and long-range planning and, and that sort of thing. So we, we leave the administration uh, up to their responsibility and don't get down into the nitty-gritty of uh, what, you know, why did you do this or that sort of thing, although they do an excellent job of, of reporting we receive uh, for each of our meetings a report from each of the departments, et cetera. Um, and the other thing that is impressive is the whole process is, is very efficient. And uh, we uh, spend uh, only uh, a relatively short time uh, every other month meeting uh, to do that. You mentioned to me earlier this year that you didn't realize how much mental space you were using when you were living in your own home, uh, that maintaining your own home created this this need for this mental space, so whether it was a list of what needed to be done. Can you talk to me a little bit about how you came upon that revelation and what it meant to you? <laughs> uh, certainly, yes. When people think about coming to uh, a facility like this, we think, gee, we don't have to mow the lawn, we don't have to shovel snow, and all of that is, is true and that's nice. Uh, but after I was here a while, I came to the realization of how much time and energy I was putting into um, living in, in our home and, and maintaining our home. Uh, you know, for example, well, I've got to do this project, whatever it is, but before I do that, I've got to do this, and I've got to get this supply, and whatever it is, we've all been there. Uh, and little did I recognize how much mental energy that was consuming, say nothing about the time. And I, I enjoyed, I do enjoy working with my hands, I enjoy doing the work, uh, I enjoyed getting it done, and, and that sort of thing. So uh, it wasn't a matter of, gee, I hate doing this, but I got to do it. It was much more of, wow, in retrospect, I was putting so much effort into that that now I'm freed from that, I can put into other kinds of things that are opportunities around here to serve. As you just talked about, you have all this mental space, you know, you're teaching and you're involved with other things. Um, um, for example, swipe out hunger, you know, in the local community. Can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> yes. Uh, this is really interesting. Shortly after my wife Lois and I came to Garden Spot Village, uh, we were approached uh, by Chet Yoda, the, the chaplain here, and asked if we would be willing to consider getting involved with a new outreach to our community uh, in serving a, a free meal that we called a Swipe Out Hunger. Uh, little did I know at that time that uh, he had asked another couple who had agreed to be in the leadership if he got us involved. Uh, so anyways, we said yes and uh, went about the process of saying, okay, what are we to do here in serving our community? And basically our purpose was to have an opportunity to reach out to the community that we might not uh, interact with otherwise through offering a free meal uh, once a month. We connected with uh, uh, CrossNet Ministries 
to uh, engage them and use their facility where we uh, serve the meal, primarily because they were much more integrated into the community, that part of the community at least, and much more central than you know, bringing people here to Garden Spot, for example. Uh, we also obviously uh, got involved with uh, our food service people here, and uh, they've uh, started and, and ha every month have done a wonderful job of coming up with a, uh, a menu and preparing food and uh, that sort of thing. And uh, we have learned in the process when we started this would have been March of 17. We had something like 50 some odd guests. Uh, we have now served as many as 375 in a given month. Uh, and things have, have changed obviously because of COVID, uh, but uh, it really has given us an opportunity to reach out, develop relationships, we ask people uh, to uh, share prayer requests and uh, have a relationship uh, with a number of people who have uh, uh, shared those kinds of things and just plain sitting down and talking with people over a meal. One of, the, one of the things I think that you told me about that originally was that originally the idea was to just offer a meal. Yes. But it became much more than that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, and we, uh, we called it Swipe Out Hunger because the thought was that there are hungry people in the community, so we'll help feed. And we have truly fed some that are truly homeless, and we recognize that a lot of people in the community appreciate the fact that they can get a hot meal um, and not have to pay for it uh, and that sort of thing. What we very quickly recognized is that for most of the guests who came, the meal was, was important, but the primary thing that attracted them was the opportunity to, to sit down and have relationships with other people, friends they knew or didn't know, because many of these people live alone in the community and had limited opportunity to interact on a, on a human basis. And so uh, we are offering that opportunity and participating with them uh, in, in those uh, conversations. Yeah, that is really cool. It really <laughs> is. Yes. Just before the March community meal, COVID became very real here in New Holland and at Garden Spot Village. What happened to that, that first meal? And then how has that kind of transformed over the summer? Okay. Uh, well, we took a big gulp and said, okay, we cannot, uh, you know, bring everybody together and serve them uh, this way. Uh, and uh, together with uh, CrossNet Ministries and our food service people here decided, okay, this is obviously going to go to a takeout kind of function. And CrossNet uh, basically took over the preparation of the meal and putting it into bags and developed a process to hand it out to people as they literally drove by in their car. Uh, we, uh, Garden Spot, continued to uh, provide the raw materials, the food for, for that, and, and the funding for that comes from uh, residents and employees uh, who uh, contribute to the, the fund that we have supporting that. So just sort of thinking about it in general, living in community with um, all the things that have been taking place, how has 
How has life in the community here helped to um, fill the gaps um, during COVID? Uh-huh. Uh, that's a, that's an excellent question. My wife Lois and I have said multiple times that we are so thankful to be able to live in a community here. Uh, first of all, obviously, uh, the the leadership here is very concerned uh, for our health, not only re- our personal health and all the rest of the residents, but uh, staff as well and have put into place a number of processes, procedures, and even restrictions, if you want to call them that, uh, to protect our health, and have been very successful in doing so. Uh, However, uh, living in this community, the campus is big enough that we can get out, and uh, Lois and I have walked uh, uh, many, many miles uh, without leaving the campus, uh, and uh, multiple times even during, during the day. And uh, obviously, uh, uh, wearing masks uh, where appropriate and, and uh, you know, having social distancing and, and all of those kinds of things. And uh, so much of it has, uh, has kind of been, been natural on, uh, you know, living under the new reality, if you would. And then as things have if you would, loosened up or, or uh, we know more about uh, what COVID is or isn't and, and how to manage within that new reality, uh, we, like many people, have expanded the boundaries that we're working in and walking in and, and enjoying, but recognizing that uh, this is a community in which we all participate and we have responsibility to make sure we do our best to to not bring uh, COVID and other diseases back into the community. You know, you, I was just thinking, so if, uh, you were talking about that mental space and that mental effort when you owned your home, right, and how that freed you up, right? Mm-hmm. Can you reflect for us for just a minute, what, what do you think the difference would be between living where you used to live and living here now? We know people who are uh, living independently, um, and frankly, they have been isolated into their homes. They don't know their neighbors. They, um, in some cases, are relying on, uh, on younger relatives to go shopping for them and that sort of thing, but they literally have been, been totally cut off by the, from the rest of the world. And that clearly has not happened to us because even maintaining social distancing, you know, when we walk, if somebody else is coming the other direction, one of us will, will go out into the street or whatever and talk about playing in the street. Uh, but uh, <laughs> we will stop and, and, and chat and talk and, and that sort of thing. Um, had we been in uh, our home Uh, we would have been in a very similar kind of circumstance and recognized that we would have been much more isolated from other human contact had we not been here. Can you reflect a little bit, as as you were thinking about moving to retirement community, what, what led you to make that decision, first of all? And then a follow up question would be, what was it about Garden Spot Village that encouraged you to move here? Uh, Lois and I talked about, you know, what future plans we had and that sort of thing for a long time. When we came to the, the um, uh, decision that, yes, we were going to get active toward this objective, uh, 
Our two children and their family, both of them are married and both of them have children, live here in Lancaster County. So while we uh, lived in Chester County, adjoining, adjoining Lancaster County, we knew that we were coming in this direction. Uh, Lois was of the mindset that we were going to live geographically halfway between our daughter and our son's uh, family. And uh, our, we started our search by visiting a number of uh, continuing care communities uh, that are quite much closer to that geographic center than, than Garden Spot is. Uh, and, uh, but we, um, you know, uh, included uh, Garden Spot in the search. When we came here, it was just very obvious uh, that this is where the Lord intended us to be. And uh, there were all kinds of factors that, that went into that sort of thing, but it was the uh, the, the people that we interacted with and the sense that we got from, from just talking with them about what life here was that, uh, that really attracted us. Not so much, you know, you don't have to mow lawns and, and shovel snow and that sort of thing, but it was a place that you could come and enjoy community with other people, uh, many of whom are Christian, but not necessarily all, and, and a place from which, uh, together with other people, you could uh, uh, have an opportunity to serve. And we did look for opportunities uh, to serve uh, both here on campus as well as out in the broader community. Some of our listeners um, may um, not even be familiar with what a continuing care retirement community is. Mm -hmm. And listening to this podcast because they're interested in how do I move forward in my retirement. So... Um, could you just talk a little bit about what what were the decision parameters for you to say, you know what, we want to move to, to this environment as opposed to something else? The decision to come to a continuing care community, obviously, uh, we don't know what uh, God has in, in store for us for tomorrow, say nothing about uh, next year, et cetera. But we recognize that as we age, there's a possibility we may need help at some point. Uh, and the continu continuing care community offers all levels of, of help uh, that, yes, you can buy if you live independently, but uh, it's much more difficult than having it all integrated as is uh, available here. The other thing is that uh, you are living in a continuing care community. Uh, you have the availability to, to uh, deal with or, or interact with services that have kind of been screened and, uh, and encouraged by people who are part of the community as opposed to each of you going out and saying, well, I can deal with this person to get my groceries and I can deal with that person for medical help and whatever. And that gets to be very complicated and, and that sort of thing. So just to maybe, um, maybe add a little more clarification with the continuing care retirement community. So there's an opportunity for independent living, which is where you and Lois are now. Yes. And then there's personal care if you need a little additional help, and then skilled nursing if you would need short-term rehab or if you would need um, more intensive care um, as you age, as well as memory support um, for, for folks that would need the, the memory support piece. Yes. 
there's a possibility that you could be talking to somebody who's been thinking about retirement careers for a while. What advice would you provide for people <laughs> based on your experience? Well, the, the one piece of advice that uh, many people give, and, and I would as well, is uh, my, the, thing, the only thing I would do differently if I could go back and change our history, which obviously I can't, uh, is, to, to, is to come to this place uh, sooner. And, uh, you know, I, uh, we were 70 years old when we moved here. And so uh, we had uh, a number of years that we could have experienced the joy of living here that we didn't. Not that that was bad, but uh, I would have come sooner if I could redo it. <laughs> you may or may not live close to Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. But if you think a move to retirement community may be in your future, we invite you to start your exploration with us. Feel free to join us for a virtual GSV After Work webinar. Take a virtual tour of our campus or simply give us a call. We love to explain the difference between 55 plus communities and retirement care communities as well as fee-for-service and life care. If Garden Spot isn't geographic close enough to be an option, that's okay. Feel free to use our community as a standard on your search for retirement communities. To learn more, visit GardenSpotVillage.org. Don inspires me to take advantage of opportunities to volunteer and impact the next generation. I agree. Because him and Lois moved to retirement community, he has the time and the mental space to serve and do it well. He's taking advantage of the opportunities to pursue the things that he is passionate about and things that give him purpose and inspire him. We summarized the five main ideas from the conversation with Don in a PDF. Essentially, we heard Don challenge us to, number one, volunteer, number two, to tutor, number three, to teach, number four, to care, and number five, to be intentional. The PDF is entitled Five Ways to Engage the Next Generation, and the link is in the podcast description. It will help you start thinking how you can create a legacy and impact those around you. Before we go, let's not forget the giveaway for a hot air balloon ride. Through June of 2021, if you contact us through our website, gardenspotcommunities.org, we'll enter you into a drawing for a hot air balloon ride for two. So be sure to mention the podcast before you hit submit. Again, if you want to enter the drawing, contact us through our website, gardenspotcommunities.org, and we will enter you into a drawing for a hot air balloon ride for two. Contact us soon because the offer ends on June 30, 2021. Thank you for listening to Purpose in Retirement. I'm Scott Miller. And I'm Juanita Fox. Special thanks to our guest, Don Aldridge. Our senior producer and host is Scott Miller. Our co-host is Juanita Fox, and our producer is Gavin Souder. In our next podcast, we'll hear from Doug Moister. You know, we'll be breaking more stereotypes. Doug's a retired football coach who loves to garden. You're not going to want to miss it. 